Welcome to Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, today, I'm delighted to uh, interview Brinalini Bhushan. Uh, that's, uh, uh, that's a mouthful, but a very interesting name. And a very, I have such fond memories of you, Brinalini. It's just been a pleasure to reconnect uh, today. Uh, I, from, from the very beginning, I've always seen you as engaged, making things happen all around you. And with that same spirit, you've been you know, you graduated from uh, the Heritage School and then ended up at a, I think, right fit college, Claremont McKenna. Uh, so we'd like to hear about your journey. What were the first few weeks at Claremont like when you went there in 2017? Thank you for having me. It's great to reconnect as well. Um, so the first few weeks, this is something that I honestly always think about, and especially now that I'm a senior, it's just like, wow, where did the time go? But I remember I was like one of those overexcited students just wanting to talk to everyone and like get to know about everything on campus. So it was honestly like a whirlwind. I got to campus and I immediately found myself just loving the environment I was in. So when you say right fit, I think definitely CMC was a great fit, even though I didn't actually get to visit campus. Um, my thoughts were kind of confirmed that this would be a good place for me when I got to campus and just saw the collaborative and sort of friendly spirit that everybody embodies when they're on campus. Um, so my experience in the first few weeks um, was honestly great just because orientation was a very easy process to kind of um, settle into the environment that I was in. We were given a lot of resources. I got to meet a lot of different people. I think the most interesting fact about being at Claremont was that it's a small college, but there was so much diversity and there were so many people with different interests and ideas and everybody was willing to kind of share that. And that was something that I really liked. Um, in terms of my journey, my first year, and especially the first few weeks on campus, I found myself wanting to like, as you mentioned, I love to be engaged, but I found myself wanting to delve into literally everything and anything. And I was applying left, right and center to all kinds of jobs and uh, just like all kinds of things to do on campus. And while that was a great learning experience, I think what I realized from that is that that maybe is not the best way to go about things just because you tend to overwhelm yourself when you're on campus. It's better to kind of take a seat back and just like take in everything that's around you and all the opportunities that are there and pick the ones that are best for you. So that was definitely one big learning that I had off of my first few weeks on campus, um, wherein I wanted to apply to literally every job and every opportunity. But um, I realized that if I better understand um, all the opportunities that were available, it might be an easier process for me to pick the ones that are best for me. That's great. And then when you sort of uh, settled in, uh, and the academics sort of kicked in. What is it like? Is it a very competitive school or is it a school that really, you know, promotes the love of learning and sort of lets you ease in into uh, sort of figuring things out? Yeah, so honestly, I would say it's a very collaborative school. I think that it's competitive in the sense that everybody is really willing to learn, really like thriving and like striving for excellence. Like everybody wants to do really well, but it's not in the capacity that you're trying to cut out other people from doing well. It's more so let's work on this together and do the best that we can do. And I think that's something that's been really helpful because the best way to learn is to learn with other people and through interactions with your peers and your professors. Um, so what I noticed is there's just a lot of support, whether it's open door hours with your professors, whether it's tutoring that students are hosting for you, whether it's study sessions. And that, that's something that I honestly miss a lot, even right now, because Zoom school doesn't really have that to the same extent. 
but it's like those hours just staying up all night in a computer lab with your friends studying for something um, and kind of getting people to listen and like uh, their ideas about essays and things like that that I do miss. So I would say that it's definitely competitive in the sense that everybody's out there to do well and everybody's very, very capable, but it's collaboratively competitive. So it's a lot about how you can help each other. Sure. So what do you think of uh, the choices you made in sort of choosing your major and uh, have you declared your major? I know you listed economics and psychology as your interests. Uh, and did you go in thinking that you'd be studying this or did you sort of meander into this? So I think I'm more of an anomaly when it comes to Claremont and choosing majors, because since we're a liberal arts college, I see a lot of people change their majors and kind of explore completely different avenues than what they expected. So some of my friends went in, you know, as a medical um, school kind of um, path that they wanted to take, and then they completely switched to an economics major. But I, from the very beginning, was like, I really love economics and psychology, and that's where my passion lies. And I think getting to Claremont and doing the first few classes that I was doing there uh, in economics and psychology just confirmed that that's what I wanted to study. Um, that being said, one thing that I have really taken advantage of is the elective classes and the overall core curriculum classes and other disciplines that you have to take at CMC as a liberal arts college, regardless of what your major is. And I find that um, philosophy and literature are two subjects that I've found a really like deep affection for and deep interest in. And now I find myself after having completed my psychology major and almost completed my economics major, taking a lot of um, economic, uh, taking a lot of literature and philosophy classes just outside of my major. And those have been also very rewarding for me. So in terms of pursuing the majors that I wanted, I think I went in knowing what I wanted to do and I ended up doing that, but that's not always the case. People definitely change. But that being said, the liberal arts college environment has helped me find an affection for philosophy, which I never thought that you know I would have when I was first going into college. So in terms of uh, applying what you're learning, did you get opportunities to do that? in research or in internships or on-campus jobs? Where do you see the practical, you know, which Claremont and many the pre-professional liberal arts colleges promote? Uh, do you see that in action too? Yes, definitely. So CMC prides itself in learning for the sake of doing. And this is a phrase that I have echoed so many times because I'm a tour guide on campus. And this is one of the things we really pride ourselves in. Um, I think pretty much every job that I've had on campus I've seen myself apply the skills that I'm learning in the classroom. So research, for example, um, even through classes, I've conducted research on like how similarity affects philanthropic giving. I've conducted archival research on like YouTube archives. Um, I did an internship during my sophomore summer where I worked at BRAC, which is a nonprofit. And I did a study on uh, how communication in nonprofits that are globally present can be difficult and what the barriers are. And I found myself using skills that I learned in my intro to psychology class or my social psychology class. So definitely I see those skills really apply themselves in a lot of places. Um, I took an econometrics class and a research methods class that taught me how to use Stata and SPSS and all these research plat um, um, kind of um, analyzing platforms, data analytic platforms. And now when I apply to different jobs, um, whether it's for the summer or whether now I'll be full time, those skills really do come in handy. And those experiences that I've had analyzing data uh, come in handy when I get to talk about my experiences kind of problem solving. So this summer I'm going to be working 
at a non-profit, uh, not a non-profit, sorry, a for-profit that helps um, prevent allergies in newborn babies. And I'm going to be doing a customer per, um, persona project. Where I'm going to be interviewing different customers and figuring out what kind of education they need when it comes to allergy prevention and what is the best fit for them in terms of consuming the product. And my, the skills I've learned in psychology and just appealing to different audiences, being able to understand um, what different needs are based on who a person is and where they come from. And then also the skills I've learned in economics and being able to like understand numbers and put together numbers and kind of minimize them into something simpler, into a simpler model, is definitely something that I'm going to be using throughout the internship. So definitely um, very relevant skills that I've you know, learned in the classroom that I've been able to apply outside as well. You've been a busy student. Also, just listening to you definitely seems, I don't know, how you pack uh, stuff into a 24-hour day uh, and also maybe the whole week. Can you hear me? Um, oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. It cut out in the, in the end, but I, I heard. Yeah, so yeah, pretty much. How do you manage your time? What what suggestions and uh, sort of uh, tips would you have for people who are listening? And so I would say time management is definitely a growth process and a learning process. So my first year at CMC, as I mentioned, I applied to everything and anything, and you know I took on a lot. And at the beginning of sophomore year, when all of those jobs started sort of kicking in, I was finding it difficult. I was just like, how do I manage school and also working at you know. At different places on campus um, and what I realized is that the one main thing is that make sure that everything that you're doing you're passionate about doing so don't see it as like a oh my god now I need to sit and I need to do one hour of interviews with incoming students or I need to go give a tour this sucks um, instead think of it as wow I'm so excited to do this and so then you start to see the things you're doing is more of fun activities rather than work that's weighing you down so I used to see the work Sorry, I was doing as yeah. like an Great. So, but you've been doing so many things, like you're talking about uh, now working at the admissions office and being the tour guide earlier. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about all those uh, activities in school that you were part of. So, at CMC, I've been involved with admissions from day one. So, I'm a tour guide, and then now I'm going to be conducting interviews for prospective students who will be applying to the class of 2025 and then so forth. Um, and then I also work with the Center for Diversity and Inclusion on campus as a student fellow. We basically have discussions about um, many different topics, whether it's mental health or life of international students or women's rights. Um, and then I work for Public Affairs, which is um, CMC's official sort of social media website. Um, I create content for them and I do some research for them as well. And then I also copy edit and write articles for the forum, which is an online um, sort of magazine publication. So these are some of the main things that I'm involved with on campus. And um, what I've realized is I chose these few things because that's where I have a true passion for. For example, the admissions office. I genuinely think CMC has been an amazing institution for me to attend. And I want to kind of spread out that message to everybody else and also just help uh, people that are applying the way that I was given help when I was applying. Um, so those are some of the things that I'm involved with on So I think there's some pro tip here for uh, admissions, uh, students who are interested in CMC or any other school, particularly about interviewing. <laughs> uh, what do you think uh, uh, current student of CMC is trained to find out about prospective students? 
Definitely. So I think CMC really prides itself on leadership. And that's something that we really talk about all the time, like learning for the sake of doing and putting yourself out into the real world. I think what is important is just to be able to see that passion in a student and that desire to be in an environment where you are striving to be a leader. Um, and so that is definitely one big important thing. At the end of the day, it's also just about being yourself and not trying to like fluff up, you know, come up with memorized answers to potential questions, but more so just having a natural conversation. I remember in my interview with one uh, who's the admissions dean for international students and also within America. Um, it just flew, uh, flow as like a kind of conversation. It was kind of like, who are you? Tell yourself. And then like, how do you think you would be do well at CMC? So just kind of realizing that it's more so about you being honest to yourself and being honest about what your interests are, but also being able to see yourself as someone who wants to become a leader. Great. We're going to switch gears now and I'll have these uh, rapid fire questions for you. Uh, the first one is if you were to Pick three adjectives to describe your strengths. Which three adjectives would you choose? <laughs> wow, this is like a good interview question to also have in your like little box of answers prepped up. But um, I would say I'm definitely very friendly. So um, that's one. And then the second would be curious. Um, and I think the third, this is hard, but I would probably say that I'm adaptable. Okay, great. The second one, uh, think of a time when you made a serious mistake or <laughs> you were just embarrassed with some failure that happened, could be big or small. Uh, what was it and what was the learning from that experience? Would that, would that be at CMC or? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, most, yeah mostly at CMC. During your time, since 2019, okay. let's say 2017 in your case. 2017. Yeah. Um, so I think one big failure for me was just, and this is something that I've mentioned a lot in this interview already, um, was like applying to literally everything and anything possible because of my desire to like be involved. And um, the reason I see it as a failure is just because I think I failed to understand and realize where my true passions lie in that first year. And it just did take a toll on me like mentally because I was, uh, when I would get a rejection, I would be like, how, why? I wouldn't understand like that, you know, I didn't even have an interest in the first place. Or when I would get an acceptance, sometimes I wasn't a hundred percent in to the thing that I wanted, that I had applied to. So um, the reason I also talk about this a lot is just because I feel like it's really helped me grow as a person and be able to understand where my true interests lie. And I think that's something very important in the four transformative years that you have at college. So I would definitely- Makes sense. Yeah. So one question, if you were to sort of predict where you're headed after graduating in 2021, and I know kids who are graduating this year from college or even this year from high school, there's so much uncertainty and we can't even now think of 2021. Early in March, everyone everyone seemed, everyone seemed to be so excited about the future and now it seems yeah. uh, like a bit bleak. Uh, what do you do to plan and also what are your plans? So honestly, like my dream was like live in New York, be working at, um, I decided that I want to work in probably corporate social responsibility, but um, in the private sector and like basically have social impact. And that was like my dream. And honestly, I would still say that's my dream. I would want to live in New York for the first few um, working years of my life. But just the uncertainty of it has like brought on this new perspective for me, which is that, Take it in your stride. And I was actually having a conversation with 
a few peers and the president of our college and a few deans literally two days ago because we were discussing the fall semester and our worries. And uh, one thing we discussed and this really hit well and like resonated well with me is we now have to look at it as like a reinvention uh, and kind of like a clean slate for the future instead of a, how can we make the past happen again. So even when it comes to like going back next semester or not uh, and doing Zoom school, we have to look at it as how can we um, come up with a completely new way of doing things that is a new normal that is like good enough to be seen as like a replacement for the past, but not in a way that it's constantly being compared to the standards of the past, but more so like a completely new invention. So that's the way I'm trying to look about look at my future as well, is that not think of it as like, this is what I wanted to do. I'm never going to be able to do this and it's never going to be good enough, but more so this is a whole new opportunity that I have and this is how I'm going to take it in my stride and like make the most of it. So that's one thing that's really helping me think about the future. Super. Uh, one last question, and then we'll sort of uh, make a few announcements. Uh, you know, there are inspirations. There are people you meet or people you follow, and there are influencers online or authors and could be people, strangers even. Uh, who do you follow? Who are you inspired by? And uh, how do you want to inspire others? Definitely. Um, I think there's like many different levels of inspiration in my life. So one is definitely my parents and they've always been an inspiration just because they've set out and done what it is they wanted to. For example, my dad was studying science, but decided he wants to become a fighter pilot and just went ahead and did it and then left that and like went into business and is now in like has his own business. So just seeing that he was able to follow all these dynamic dreams, but succeed in them has been a big inspiration for me. Um, my mom, for example, she didn't, she wasn't very well off at all, but she got a scholarship, went to Portugal, learned a completely new language and now can speak six different languages and does um, translation. So that's also been a big inspiration. Um, if we think more at like, for example, inspiration at CMC, honestly, my peers and also just the deans and um, Connor, for example, just looking at them and looking at the work they do and how well they do it has been a big inspiration. But if we think more larger scheme um, in terms of like, more public figures that have been inspiring. I just saw Michelle Obama's like documentary and I was pretty inspired by it. I think one thing that um, has consistently been common in people who inspire me are just powerful women. Um, so just looking at women all across the board, whether it's in the corporate world, whether it's in the nonprofit world. Um, and like I could start naming people and take many, many names, sure. but I don't want to, I wouldn't single out just one. Um, I One example I'll give is I was at a, um, last summer I was, I got the chance to go to a Seneca Women's Leadership Foundation um, conference at the New York Stock Exchange. And um, I was able to meet some very powerful women who are at Procter & Gamble, who are at the New York Stock Exchange, um, and like have conversations with them and also meet other women that were kind of budding towards becoming powerful leaders. And so that aspect has been truly, definitely inspiring uh, for me as well. That's great. Uh, I'm sure this is going to be a inspiring listening in for most people uh, who are looking not just at liberal arts colleges, but in general, knowing that there's so much to do and there's so much uh, uncertainty, but dealing with it is definitely possible. With all that you bring in, uh, Rinalini, thank you. Thank you for spending time with us. Uh, and we will be announcing webinars shortly, and I'd love to invite you on forums such as like Psych, Econ, or even just uh, understanding uh, uh, 
feminism, leadership in women, and anything in between, let's just say, work towards a better world altogether. Uh, thank you so much. Definitely. Thank you for having me. It was great to catch up.